Hello, welcome back to Well Well. This is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you for joining us again. Woo! That was because it's Friday, right? That's why you're mm. extra excited today. Yes. We're recording on Friday, <laughs> so if it's actually Monday or something when you're listening to this, we apologize. But Mondays are exciting too, so yes. everybody can just be really enthusiastic. New beginnings, all that great stuff. Yes. We are here today to talk about healthy eating which I feel like is a very hot topic and super controversial and loaded and might make people roll their eyes, even though it really shouldn't. It's much easier than mm-hmm. it should be. Um, and I don't know why it's become so complicated. Yeah. So we wanted to share with you a little bit of like what our experience is like, give you maybe some tips in case you're struggling. And also as true of what seems like all of our solo episodes, we're going to rant a little bit about (laughs) why healthy eating has gotten to be such a complicated thing when it's Mm. not. So to preface this, and you'll learn this as we go along, Jarellin, my definition of healthy eating is pretty different. Mm. Um, I think we have the same general theory of like mm-hmm. balance and food should taste good and nutrients should happen. But yeah. I think what it looks like is very looks different. Looks very different. Right. You would agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because we have different needs. Right. Yeah. That is an excellent transition. <laughs> Segway. To, so for me personally, I probably, and I realized this as I was, I had a consult call with um, a dietitian that I'm starting to work with for marathon training. And she was asking me an introductory question. And I said, yeah, you know, I think I eat pretty healthy. And I stopped myself and I was like, okay, let's scratch that. I eat much healthier compared to the general population. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I forget that, but a lot of it is focused less on like, calorie counts and all of this stuff, because I think that's bullshit, for lack of a better word. Mm. It's more what's fueling mm-hmm. my running, like what's fueling me to continue to move my body over long distances. And a lot of it is focused on that, whereas, Jerome, you do not have that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are, you're trying to get premium unleaded, and I'm on regular. <laughs> That's a great If analogy. I were, If I really, like, if you really think about it, because especially when you think about it as fuel, because I, I view, it, view food similarly in that way, but, like, my, I'm not asking that much i'm not asking as much as you are of your body and your form and therefore like yeah our our the way that's executed should look very differently because like you need a different type of fuel and because that has to meet different needs so what you're saying is that i'm like a ferrari and you're like a honda accord uh i mean i'll take a civic because that was actually my first car that's fair. Civics are, I mean, I should have said that because like, I <laughs> right. still, my first car, but, an old car, was a Volkswagen Jet and I still love them. But yeah. yes, but mm-hmm. I just really wanted to say like, right. that I was a Ferrari, even though yes. I don't know a lot about cars. Are Ferraris even the best cars? I don't know. I mean, they're pretty good. Like, what's the best car? I have no idea. We don't know. Okay. I was like, I feel like that's a different that's argument. A different conversation. For... <laughs> feel free if you have an opinion, let us know because we don't, we live in New York City. Our cars are our feet. And we don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. So that being said, like we're very different in terms of what we consider healthy eating, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I think what happens a lot in the wellness world is, especially on social media, it's made to seem. Mm-hmm. I know I see pictures of these beautiful smoothie bowls. I was just going to say. And salads and these like gorgeous vegetable medleys and things that are really amazing to eat. I'm sure are delicious. And But you're seeing these people who are basically just eating these very clean, and I'm putting clean in 
quotes because that's a whole other rant. Right. Ingredients, very healthy, very whatever. And like you never see somebody like, hey, here is the box of cookies I just devoured because life and because cookies. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. Like from the outside, I think especially it looks like I just eat pretty healthy and it's not a problem. And that's pretty true. Like mm-hmm. I won't lie and say that that's not mostly because I grew up eating very healthy. Like I never really had a like for soda because I was never given soda as a kid. I was never allowed to eat Lucky Charms. And so while I felt really deprived as an eight-year-old, like, (laughs) thanks, Mom. She really likes when we shout her out on this podcast. (laughs) I appreciate it now because that part of it's never a struggle. Like, I'm not somebody who's like, oh, man, I just need to eat, like, this massive ice cream sundae covered in chocolate chips, covered in hot fudge, covered in Mm -hmm. whipped cream. You know, and I see people who really enjoy that. And I think it comes from, like, that's just how we ate. Mm -hmm. It's hard to break that habit. For sure. So that's a long-winded way of saying of that I do recognize that it's probably a little bit easier for me than a lot of people because mm-hmm. I've never not done it to some mm-hmm. extent. But at the same time, I think because we've established that I require Ferrari level gasoline, it's a lot more regimented than I think mm-hmm. other people. And that's really hard. Mm-hmm. There are definitely times where I'm like, I want a burrito. I should not have a burrito because I'm going to eat pizza tomorrow. That's, kind of too much in a row where like I haven't had salmon this week and I really need to eat salmon. I don't really want salmon. And that I think is a lot of the struggle, at least for me personally. Mm -hmm. And so I know Gerald, your struggle is not that, but Mm -hmm. like, I know we've talked about that. It's not the easiest thing in the world for you either. Yeah. I mean, I I think that I, so my background is very different. One, I come from the South one, two, I am a person of color from the South and (laughs) who comes from, two cultures that aren't really known, I guess, stereotypically as being quote unquote healthy. Although myth, rice and beans right. is one no, of the this is why I said, that you can, you can eat. This is why I said stereotypically, like people Perfect. have their own, right? Um, but so like, for instance, people, I don't really remember being younger and people regularly drinking water. What? Yeah. What do you drink? Soda. What about when you're thirsty? Soda. I want to ask a really inappropriate question. Like, how was you, like, how dark was your pee? Like, were you super dehydrated? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, but it's not, it's actually not that uncommon that, you know, people or like, it'll be soda or coffee or just like not water. Um, yeah. Some families have that kind of, I don't know, that way of being. So for me, you know, I, I grew up thinking, that like water was just so boring and gross and just like plain. Um, now I drink water all the time, and, which means I have to pee all the time. Um, copious and clear. Copious our, and clear. Our friend Brian, who was yes. on an earlier episode of the podcast, mentioned that the other day, and that's what I, I'm going to go Is with that what forever. he said? Yeah. Huh. I just thought that was perfect. We're going to go with that forever now. I feel like that needs to be a graphic, but then I'm scared what the imagery right, is. <laughs> copious and clear. Maybe like a sign in the doctor's office where you're already in the bathroom and it's not inappropriate to have like, I still don't know what picture that is. Yeah, I was like, the the picture. Yeah. Anyway, so like for me, that was part of, a part of my journey is like figuring out like just having more plain liquid. (laughs) Um, And that was obviously as I started to grow up and um, become more knowledgeable about like, yeah, it's not great to only be drinking soda. It's not great to only have coffee or, or whatever the situation was. And so, 
Um, you know, there were there were a lot of there have been a lot of adjustments that I've made as I've gotten more information, more education about food. Something I still continue to work on and explore because I actually love food, and so it's also kind of fun for me. Uh, we were talking to someone recently, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I had like jicama uh, as a part of my lunch snack," um, and they were like, "What's jicama?" And this was a person who's, I think, obviously in very good shape, takes care of themselves very well, um, and I was just like, "Oh." wow, I know something that's like kind of cool that this person <laughs> doesn't know. So I felt really good about myself in that moment. I was like, oh, I got, you know, something. And, but yeah, it's just like, I think my point is, is that it can be really fun to introduce yourself to new things and explore food more widely. And that, and I think that was always a part of my personality is sort of like, I, I'm not a huge fan of tradition and convention, um, that's just part of my personality is like, what's the new thing? Like, how can you explore and expand and all that sort of stuff? So that applies to a lot of things in my life. And so food was one of them. Um, and so it's always cool to explore different things and figure out new recipes and new flavors and textures. And so for me, that's been a lot of my process is just that exploration and letting myself do that. Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point because we have this in common. I also really just love food. Mm -hmm. And I was actually talking to someone not that long ago about how we need to focus more on the fact that food also provides a lot of mental health benefits. Yes. In terms of regardless of what it is. Like it could be, I don't even know, french fries covered in gravy, covered in <laughs> fried bits. I don't even know. I'm clearly there. Oh, right. That's a thing. Poutine. Poutine. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you're talking I about poutine. I didn't need to, like, I didn't intention with that to call up the Canadians and be like, you have the most unhealthy dish I could think of. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not good at thinking of unhealthy food. Mm. But it's not just about, like, the nutritious aspect and, like, what it's physically doing to you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you love something, that is joy. Mm -hmm. There is a commercial here locally that plays on the only three television networks I really watch, but it's, and I'm not going to sing because I'm a horrible singer, but it's basically a song that's about like, and it says like food, glorious food. And it's one of my favorites because it's like this, oh, you probably haven't seen it. Mm. It's on the airport. Okay. Um, it's just like an ode to food. And I'm like, yeah, no, food is amazing. And so I think that's actually a problem sometimes with the way we look at healthy eating is that you can't love all types of food mm. if you are going to eat like the Instagram food bloggers and everybody who's posting photos. Because like, what if you want to eat healthy, but you also just really love pizza? I'm talking about myself. Mm -hmm. And there is room for both. And I think that yeah. is a really important message to get out there. Like it is, there is room for both. Healthy eating means also taking care of your mental health. Mm -hmm. So if there is a food that makes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. Comfort eating is not always a bad thing. Yep. Sometimes that's fine. Mm -hmm. And if it makes you feel really great or it's something that you share with a friend or family member, like your mom has a special recipe and she only makes it for you once a year when you go home. I don't care how unhealthy that is. Like, you better eat that like, damn eat food. The food. <laughs> eat the food. Also, the, the sharing that you have, like mm -hmm. eat the food. We have several food traditions actually mm -hmm. and, and I and people that are in our circle. And one of them is 
before we go to the New York Botanical Garden Holiday Trade Show, which if you have not been, it's, it's just so amazing. cute so and amazing. awesome. We, yeah, it's the best. We go to Arthur Avenue, and for people who are not from the New York City area, it's basically like they call it the real Little Italy, and we go to a restaurant where they just dump piles of food in front of you. You have an entirely different meal for leftovers, not mm. like, oh, mm -hmm. I have a small Like portion. it could be a small meal. No, it's a whole It's, it's a, whole a meal, meal. <laughs> and, we, and it's not expensive. No, at all. It's amazing. Yeah. And we eat all the food and then go next door to the bakery and eat all the dessert, mm. and it's amazing. Is that more calories than one should probably consume in a day? And I'm saying that in quotes again, like sure. Mm -hmm. But that's also a memory that I look forward to every year. Mm -hmm. So it has mental health benefits. And there's only so much restriction you can put on yourself where you say like, I love ice cream, but I'm not going to eat ice cream. Mm -hmm. That's stressful mm -hmm. to have to do to yourself over and over and over again. Like, mm -hmm. Why would you even want to do that? That's mm -hmm. crazy. Well, and I think uh, it brings me to this point about like just into the mental health aspect uh, again is that it brings me to this point of shame and man so much of our culture is about shame and shaming people yeah. and so when you think about like not having ice cream basically the rationale is is that oh i can't have this because this is going to make me fat and like I should not be fat. And because uh, if I'm fat, then I'm terrible and undesirable and X, Y, and Z. And this is what really, frankly, pisses me off about a lot of uh, sort of the wellness conversations online is that, you know, it's really important to honor your body as it is and, and as it could be. And so, like, it's important to say to allow yourself to have those moments to have ice cream or, or whatever this or pizza or whatever it is. And that's not an indictment to who you are. It's not, it doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't mean that like you don't deserve things. It means you're a person and like, somebody I want to hang out with. <laughs> right. And, and so I think we, part of this, a big part of this conversation is like trying to help people unpack the shame that comes with enjoying food. And, you know, ultimately it's kind of like, it's good to come to this place of balance of, you know, as you were saying about Arthur Avenue, the amount of pasta I eat there is not the same amount of pasta I eat when I make it at home once a week. Oh right. <laughs> right. So like, that's not the same thing. And I think that that's, and that can be the difference is that, you know, you can have these special occasions where you like really let yourself enjoy what the occasion is about the sharing, the, the camaraderie, the taste, all of that stuff. But then you can, that doesn't have to be all the time. And maybe it isn't all the time. Maybe that's everything in moderation, right? And so creating space to enjoy similar things or the same things, but maybe not as not being as indulgent on a regular basis, yeah. but like managing it. Yeah, I have a real life example that is actually happening this week and right this second, to be honest with you is we have a picnic planned on Sunday, mm -hmm. Central Park's birthday for everyone who's interested. Mm -hmm. Wish the park a happy birthday on Sunday. July 21st, because I realized... I was like, I don't know I why you're say, doing this. This is going out after Central Park's <laughs> it birthday. It is. So anyway, it was Central Park's birthday <laughs> three days before we released this. And we had a picnic, like mm -hmm. speaking in the future, mm -hmm. like I feel like a prophet. Mm -hmm. And we had all agreed on, we're going to have pizza at this picnic. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, all this week, 
there's an amazing pizza place by my apartment that I walk by every night. And all this week, I just want pizza. I have not had pizza and I am not going to have pizza until Sunday mm. because that's too much pizza. Now that's not, oh, I can't eat pizza because it's a bad food. It's just you have to balance it out because carbs are great for runners, but like a candy pizza every day, that mm. would be wonderful. But it's just not, it's not going to serve me. And I think that's part of when you feel yourself struggling to eat quote unquote healthy or to make different food swaps. I think you have to ask yourself, like, what's your why? Like, mm. why are you opting to eat grilled chicken when you really want fried chicken? Mm. Is it because the night before you like went ham on an ice cream sundae? Okay, cool. You're right. There probably needs to be some balance there. Is it because, you know, you haven't been feeling great and you've been really sluggish and you think it's because you just came back from vacation and you ate whatever you wanted and you need to balance it out? Also cool. You know, if there is some kind of medical issue happening, like that'll make sense. But if it's a thing where you're like, I don't really have any of those reasons. I just feel like fried chicken is quote unquote bad as much as I want it. Well, why? Yep. Why? What's yep. the point? Yeah. Well, and, and that's, I think that's the point of shame. Yes. Right. Is that if you can't think of any other reason, just accept that it just feels bad, then there's probably some shame there. Yeah. And I think the best way to, and I recently talked about this because I had an epiphany. Um, I posted something on Instagram about it was that I recently went on a vacation and the draw of the city we visited was food and beer. So we spent two days basically eating everything and drinking beer. And I don't weigh myself. I don't believe in that for me personally. And, but I felt off. Like I could just tell, like mm -hmm. no one else would look at me and be like, oh man, like she gained a bunch of weight. But like, mm -hmm. I felt off in my body. I have no idea if that even was weight gain. Mm -hmm. I just felt off. Mm -hmm. I went back to my routine and now I don't feel off. Mm -hmm. And so if you stop that, if you stop think, thinking about it as like, oh, I ate this number of bad foods, mm -hmm. I feel like you settle into a routine that is manageable for you and realistic for you to maintain. And then you get used to it and your body tells you when you need a reset. Mm -hmm. And when you feel off, it just, and it's much better than looking at it to say, oh, here's the number of calories I ate today. And now I have to eat way less tomorrow. Like, no, mm -hmm. life doesn't always work that way. And for the record, your body is also not on a 24 hour clock with calorie intake. So there's also that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think if, you know, you have to figure out why you're restricting yourself to certain things. And like, to be honest with you, if I wasn't somebody who wanted to get a lot of miles out of my body and therefore need the fuel to do it, I probably would have had pizza twice this week. Mm. It's just not conducive to my greater goal. And so I didn't. Ironically, I have a pizza story because it's not really a story, but a couple days ago, <laughs> I forgot we were having pizza on Sunday and there's now a new pizza place near my apartment, which is also very good. So you should have it at some point. Not open on Sundays though. Is it's that not, not crazy? It's not open on Sundays. Anyway. Um, but... So there was one what day, it was one day and I was like, I want pizza. So I got pizza. However, um, I did not get a whole pizza because I was like, that's going to be OD. Like, that's too much. So I got, they're big slices, but I got two slices. I had one for lunch one day and had one for dinner the next day. I had other little, I separated the pizza. There were different kinds of slices because I have to sample all the things before I decide on what my favorite is there. So like even that is just one, one of the differences, right? Between us, but also like I wanted pizza 
And like right. I and I was like, I'm gonna have pizza today. I don't care. So well, and, also, and it's fine. Here's the thing with that. I think that's <laughs> a really good example because I have I am not a meal prepper. Mm. but I am a meal planner. Like I can tell right. you what I'm eating for dinner next Wednesday. That's true. Because I need to be for what I want my body to do. Like right. I have to make sure that I'm getting a range of different types of proteins and different types of, I can't, I don't want to eat too much fish two days in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat too much meat. I want to be, have a range of vegetables, a range of carbs. And so it's very regimented with flexibility, mm-hmm. but very regimented in at least the plan. Mm-hmm. You are not asking your body to need that. So mm-hmm. why on earth would you put forth the mental energy? Yeah, it's not to, worth it. To before you make a lunch decision, say, okay, what am I? What did I do yesterday? What am I doing tomorrow? What am I doing two days from now? Like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. I need to do that because that's the choice I've made based mm-hmm. on what I want to happen. Yeah. But if you're not doing that, mm-hmm. and for the record, I would not recommend that to anybody who isn't. I take running pretty seriously. It's just a major part of my life. Mm -hmm. You can 100% be a runner, be a cyclist, be a swimmer, be anything without it being that much of your life. True. And so unless you're, for lack of a better phrase, like on my level, Mm. why are you doing that to yourself? It's very stressful. I don't need that in my life. It's very stressful. Like I don't recommend it for fun unless Mm -hmm. you have a pretty big payout coming to you. If you do that, Mm -hmm. please don't. It's a lot. Yeah, I move my schedule around all the time based on if I didn't have time to make lunch. Like it's a lot of effort. There's no reason to put yourself through that if you don't have to. And plus, Daryl got to eat pizza twice this week, and I did not, so I feel like he won. <laughs> right. Um, which actually brings me, as you were talking, one of the things I was thinking about is part of the struggle I think for a lot of people is uh, is convenience. What cost and convenience, right? So the reason why, part of the reason why fast food is so popular is because it's cheap and it's fast. It's accessible for a lot of people. Fast food, right? And so if I have $5, I can have enough food, enough calories to feel full. There are going to be other, you know, consequences that come with and implications from that kind of food. But it's convenient and it's fast and it's, you know, cost efficient if I'm on a really, really tight budget. And so one of the things I was thinking about is like, how do you, with your planning, how do you, like, what's, how does convenience play into that? So that's actually a really good question where when I said like, I'm super regimented with flexibility Mm. (laughs) comes into play is that like today is actually a really good example. So on my calendar before this day got pretty crazy scheduling wise, I had an entirely different plan. And then I was like, well, that's not going to work. I'm not going to be home. And then I scrapped it. But I then looked nearby where I was going to be. And I said, okay, what's the best option from what I have? Mm. And I picked one. Mm -hmm. And I think the planning ahead does help. Because then I'm not, you know, with 10 minutes to, before I have to leave the house trying to figure out, like, what am I going to eat for lunch? Yeah. So I think adding that aspect to it, especially for people who are always on the go or work, like, does help to make sure that you're not, like, just grabbing the easiest and quickest mm-hmm. available option. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also, it's a trial and error thing. And I think it's also doing what's the best case scenario for you. Mm-hmm. So I make Trader Joe's, past, like, pre-made ravioli pasta for lunch every so often, like maybe every other week. Mm. And like, is that ideal? Probably not, but that's the best I can do given my circumstances. Mm. And so, yes, would I love to have somebody who's making me these beautiful bowls every day filled with all kinds of balanced things? A hundred percent. I'm not that person. I don't have that kind of time. I don't like cooking that much. Mm. 
I will eat all the food. I don't want to make the food. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's one planning ahead. And I think it's two saying what's realistic for you Mm -hmm. and sticking to that and not setting your goals super lofty and then being like, well, now I can't do that. And then being like, well, I might as well, you know, grab a hamburger. Mm -hmm. or grab a bunch of french fries Mm -hmm. no like plan ahead with what you can do a lot of my lunches are leftovers Mm -hmm. a lot of my you know i'm a big fan of the almond butter and jelly toast i put seeds on it i have a side of like pre-made splendid food soup and that's my lunch and it, it is fast it's like yeah sure is there would there be better if i could have all of these food groups yeah but that's not happening you know mm-hmm. dinner is often like i roast salmon i roast vegetables and then that's it mm-hmm. and i love food and i get my like oh my god this is the best meal of my life when i plan to go out but you also don't have to be in love with every single meal you eat it could just be functional. right yeah well and i'll two of the two of my favorite things uh in terms of the convenience and you know, they fit well cost-wise too. So one thing in this, uh, this is going to make me like a bad Puerto Rican is I re- like one of the best things I discovered, I didn't really discover it, has been minute rice. And what, so one of the things that's happened is like I can make tofu and vegetables or chicken and vegetables or something very quickly, cook a minute rice and like, then be done. And so that's been one of my like hacks of like, Oh, this, this is something that works really well for me. And like the minute rice I get is brown rice and quinoa. So there's even better. Um, so, so that's one thing that's really worked out for me. The other thing, and I'm going to give it a shout out here to this company. Cause I really like it. Um, there's, there's a service called misfits market, which does delivery of produce. And, you set your own schedule, blah, blah, blah. But the thing that makes what makes it really cool is that um, I've been trying to get a lot more whole veggies in my diet. And I was having trouble figuring out what to get and then making the time to get it regularly. Also, so that the food doesn't spoil because I don't want to be wasteful because that's horrible for the environment, all this sort of stuff. And what's been really cool is that I've incorporated this service into my schedule because schedule is like ridiculous and changes and there's all sorts of competing responsibilities. I know I'm going to have a hard time being present enough to say, okay, I need these eight veggies this week. Let me go to the store and make sure I have them, make sure that they have them so I can have them and incorporate them. So I had incorporated this service to me, which has been so helpful because there's a box that comes and I get an array of veggies uh, that are awesome and organic. And so then I just have to figure out, okay, how am I going to put that into my sort of go-to recipes? How can I adjust and incorporate those things? As a result, I've been eating a lot more summer squash. Um, I've been juicing a bit more. So there's been, I had cucumber and apple juice at home. Wow. Right. That's this a is miracle. yes. Jarrell has a vendetta against cucumber. Cucumber has a vendetta against me. So, you know, it's been like, so it's really about I think when it comes to convenience, finding what works for you, and then if you're trying to create some balance between convenience and cost, figure out like what really works for you. Um, for me, this that kind of service works because the convenience is great. It's also relatively inexpensive, especially in the city for like food process in the city. So it works and it's organic and it's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, you know, you need to meet yourself where you are and give yourself time to mm-hmm. build a new habit and build a new routine. Yeah. I am not a chef. I am not a baker. I have no food creativity. So everything I make comes from someone else's recipe. I'd be a horrible food blogger. One, because I can't remember to take the picture of the food before I eat it. And mm-hmm. two, because like I don't make my own stuff. So I have a recipe like bookmark folder on my browser divided up into different categories because me. And that is what I pull from. And that's kind of my rotation of food. But that took a couple years to get to this point. Like I read articles about like 15 quick 30 minute or under dinner ideas Mm -hmm. from various websites. And the ones that I looked that I thought would look doable and the ones that I then liked after I made it once I saved. Mm -hmm. And that's my rotation. I have a couple of running themed cookbooks that I pull various things from. Like Mm -hmm. none of this is mine. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like you have to be a chef, but at the same time, give yourself the space to accumulate all of these options and all of these recipes and also know what's realistic for you. Mm -hmm. There are tons of things that I see on the internet that would look amazing to try but I know I'm not going to, right? Like anything that takes me more than 30 minutes on a weeknight at 8 p.m. is not happening. Mm -hmm. Anything that takes more than 45 minutes on any day is not happening because I don't like it. And so rather than putting my energy towards forcing myself to like something that I don't or to do something that I find really unenjoyable because that's that's not sustainable, Mm I am like, all right, it's got to be 30 minutes or under and it has to be like 10 ingredients or less. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. So meet yourself where you are and put realistic expectations on yourself and then go from there. Is that the perfect healthy meal ever? No, but you also don't need that. It's fine. Right. So it's all okay. Just do what you can with what you have. Right. Well, and to your point about doing something that works really well for you and that's simple, I actually shared a recipe of mine on the blog that's like eggplant and red sauce. It is less than 10 ingredients. And it's one of my go-to weeknight dinners because it takes very little time and you're getting in like extra veggies, you know, and it's just like super simple. It's, I think it's pretty tasty, obviously. And it's just one of those quick things that I know that I can rely on um, when I have, when I only really want to spend like less than a half an hour making dinner. And so I think it's good to have like a couple of things in your back pocket of like, all right, these are some nutritious recipes that um, I can regularly make. And then you can adjust and like incorporate different things in them. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just really, you know, important to give yourself the break. You know, it's a mm-hmm. lot easier to resist having ice cream every day or having a massive piece of chocolate cake every day or whatever your favorite go-to quote-unquote junk food is Mm -hmm. if you let yourself have it when you want it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the first, like think of a little kid. The first thing a little kid wants when you tell them they can't have something is to get the thing you just said they can't have. Mm -hmm. Like we don't grow out of some of that stuff. We just get better at regulating it. So we don't have temper tantrums in the middle of the street. And Mm -hmm. sometimes adults have temper tantrums in the middle of the street. That's true. But so don't fight yourself. Like if you want Oreos, eat Oreos. If, if you give in to whenever you feel that urge, it's a lot easier to stop at three versus when you like deny yourself for weeks and then end up eating an entire package. Mm-hmm. So figure out what works for you. Give yourself the time and space to figure out, you know, what you like and what you don't like. And also just be kind to yourself if it doesn't always work. You know, it's trial and error. This is a lifelong process. This isn't a quick fix. 
actual healthy living is not a quick fix. And anything you try that is guaranteeing a quick fix is either not sustainable or they're lying to you. And I'm glad you said because I was just about to say that. If you're online and someone is telling you that healthy living is a quick fix, they're lying. They're lying. Like unfollow them, mute them, whatever you need to do. It's not. It's about making incremental changes. It's about making things sustainable for you, your lifestyle, your desires, your needs, and then you're going to be good. Um, You know, just a quick little tangent is that like, I really do enjoy baking. And one of the things that's been part of my experimental process is figuring out, hmm, how can I make this recipe with a little less fat? Or how can I make the quality of the fat a little bit better? How can I reduce the sugar, the added sugar content? Because like brownies need sugar. So like, you're not, at least I believe, like, yes, would it be ideal to be like, I'm going to make agave brownies? Sure. But they don't taste the same to me. So I'm not, the <laughs> what's the point of eating the brownie? There's, I don't want agave brownies. Sorry. There's no such thing as, this is the other brand <laughs> on healthy living. There's no such thing as healthy desserts. There are healthier desserts, but right. you're still eating a dessert. It's dessert. So if you're going to eat a dessert, you might as well eat a dessert you actually like, as opposed to being like, I'm eating a brownie and I'm not really satisfied because it's not good. Well, because, and then that, because when you have that moment, then you're going to circle back a day or two later and be like, I didn't get the brownie I wanted. Right. I'm going to get another one. Now so now, right. Now you have two <laughs> instead of a really good one that you wanted in the first place. That happened to me recently because there's a diner I order from that has really good red, red velvet cake. And one day I ordered from there and it was different. And I was like, no, 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 no. What is happening? I was like, this is not the same. So then I, I don't think I went to get red velvet because I was like, I need to control myself. But I felt very disappointed. And I was like, I need to make up for this because this was not what I signed up for. So it's really about knowing yourself. And like, again, sort of like sometimes it can be healthier. Sometimes it's just it is what it is. And that's OK. Yeah, it's all balanced. And remember, healthy eating, like we said, is about mental health as just as much as physical health. Mm-hmm. So with that. Figure out what works for you. And if you want some ice cream, it's really hot, at least here. So I assume it's pretty hot where you are. So Mm -hmm. eat the ice cream. It's Mm -hmm. fine. And on that note, thank (laughs) you for joining us. We hope you have something good to eat over the next couple of days that is both healthy and something you really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to share with us your healthy eating tips or recipes that you enjoy or your favorite dessert item in the summer heat. We are open to those suggestions as well. Yeah. And Jarrell, for all, as he says, he really likes to bake, has never made me lemon bars. So if you would like to encourage him to finally make his good friend and business partner the dessert she has been requesting for probably like four years, you can reach us on social. <laughs> we are at Viva Wellness NYC, and I am at Rachel Gersten. And I'm at Jarrell Carabello. Thank you again for joining us. We hope you join us again next time. Bye.